comes. Kyanos, flesh comes. A new depth, a new fountain, a new depth, a new fountain. Kyanos! we have a topic before us is actually elaborate and it is intentional that we started the way we started or rather we have to craft out a dimension so that it will be able to mirror what God intends to do now you will notice that the teachings that we bring across is a representation of the burden that is in the heart of God to address issues as it pertains to his present revelational status. So it means that it is beyond teaching many things that we know to teach. It is traveling into the heart of God and being able to extract what is his burden and what is the challenge of the body and the people. And by the help of the Spirit, be empowered to bring succor. Yes. And you need to know that the intention of God is to bring men to a state of full liberty and access to everything that he has. The intention of a father is not to restrain and restrict sons and children from experiencing and partaking of anything that is his. But it so happens that um, because they are children there are many things that they don't know about what the father has it takes education in certain matters for their um, capacity to receive to be increased actually the challenge in the new covenant is not trying to get anything done the challenge is receiving capacity it's a matter of fact everything that needs to be follow me, are you with me? Make sure you follow me. That's why we prayed. You didn't pray well now. And we have not started. The teaching is, is deep. So you need to follow me. If it's possible, be praying in tongues. So that you'll be able to follow. Hmm? I cannot... Utterance is such that the spirit that energizes it comes with the choice of words. So it's not as if you can decide to say say it like this. No, the spirit will decide to say it the way he wants to say and choose the word. So you have to pay attention. Meanwhile, comprehension in spiritual matters is not dependent on even how, how much you are educated in the natural. From experience, I have noticed that it is dependent on how much your spirit, your soul have ascended to the frequency of the spirit. In other words, you can see a man that is not as educated as you are in the natural but is able to comprehend the things of the spirit there is a reason why it is called the things of the spirit are you with me so what i'm trying to say is um the bounties of the father is open to to be taken by the son i hope you understand the parable of the prodigal son the parable of the prodigal son is not so much about the son that is prodigal. It is about the heart of the father actually. Now you can miss the point if you only focus on the prodigal son. 
But the context of that scripture, if you want to be correct and understand what the message is, the message is about the heart of the Father. And it so happens that what was available and the prodigal was able to enter into it, irrespective of the state that he was in his relationship with his Father, it is still possible for you to access many things. And the access that the prodigal son had was unhinged on understanding. He came to a point. He said, I, I know my father, that the people that work with him, even the servants, that they had access to this and this. His statement was as a result of an understanding. Meanwhile, the elderly son was staying with the father and he, had, he didn't have that kind of understanding. Are you with me? So, it is not the father restricting access to his inheritance. The response of the father was the proof. The father said to the elderly son, he said, you have been with me all this while. So, just because somebody came and was able to enter into bounties and you are left behind, meanwhile you are the first. I am not the one that stopped you. It so happened that the, the other one had an understanding. And his measure... He measured on what it takes to access the inheritance of the father. Meanwhile, the other one is waiting to accuse people. Me, I've been with you. He, he thinks is God is emotional. No, when you understand the principles of receiving, then it will become yours, irrespective of how much time you have spent around an enclave that is God. So, are you with me? Follow me. So, um, the point today is that the things that God has ordained such that it will be what it takes for kingdom agenda to be powered is summarized in what we are doing. And this topic has become a necessity because we have entered into the heart of God and found out the demand that is upon us at this time. And when we found out the demand, when a man finds out the demand, the next natural cry will be for grace. Meanwhile, understand my context. This teaching is not... Yeah, we will cry for grace, but this teaching is not so much about the cry for grace. It is more about the cry of grace. I know it looks as if it is the same, but it is not the same. By the time we begin to teach, you will find out that it is deliberate. It is deliberate that we call it cry. Let's go to the book of Zechariah. Let me see if I can open my... My golden scripture. <laughs> Zechariah chapter one, chapter four. Zechariah chapter four, verse one. If you are there, say amen. amen. If you are there, say amen. amen. Let's pray in tongues again for for thirty seconds. Many people are still behind. I need you to follow me. I pray the Father of my Lord Jesus Christ that He gives you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Zivarahapatakambretebonakandelataria. A heart that burns and an eye that sees. Sumama habebetelia kabrata bahatale. Samina bambre tokusatapanta. Shiambre kotakapale. Less scales fall off. Sapeta kambre tolahapatania. Let veils be taken away. Niambro sakapatalia debonatahabatale. In Jesus' mighty name. Um, Zechariah chapter 1. Increase the volume small. Just small. Verse 1 said, In the eighth month, in the second year of Darius, chapter 4. 
Are you sure I will be able to deal with this my technical people? And the angel of the Lord that talked with me came again and waked me as a man that is wakened out of his sleep. Are you with me? How many of you have had out of body encounters? This is an example. This is an example. I know some of you, if you are called into if you have if you are called into the the office of the intercessor if you if you do it for for a while especially a prophetic intercessor you will have this kind of encounters this kind of encounters you know there is a sister amongst us here that prayed to some point one night and suddenly he she left and she didn't go far she just saw the configuration of the room that she was staying in the spirit. So, in the natural, the the bed is like this, but in the spirit, the bed was how it was many years ago. Are you with me? So, it took that kind of encounter for her to see the spiritual shape, the topography of the spiritual climate. And it will inform your effectiveness. You know, you can have a double barrel and you are shooting you are shooting 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 meanwhile because you are not aware of where the target is the target can just hide one side and you can shoot away all your bullets and you will come and say prayer doesn't work prayer works there are many things that makes for an effective prayer amen so and the angel that talked with me again and wake me as a man that is walking out of his sleep and said unto me what seest thou and I said I have looked and behold a candlestick or lampstand are you with me if you are with me say amen, amen. I'm not hearing you. all these people here if you are with me say amen, amen. that's better if you are with me say amen. amen the guys at the back they are with the brethren I didn't hear your voice. If you are with me, say Amen. Amen. That was good. Um, take notice of everything that is written in this text. Pay attention. And he said unto me, What seest thou? And I said, I've looked and behold a candlestick of gold. A candlestick, a lampstand. Um, anytime you hear lampstand, is already representative of an altar. Are you with me? An altar that heaven recognizes. See, the first thing it will show you this scripture, as I've said often, that the voice of God to a territory comes upon a place where a lampstand is represented. Are you with me? It is not necessarily about the fact that one million people gathered in a place. It can be. It may not. The voice of God for a territory comes directly to the place that have a representative lampstand. Huh? Because what the heaven interacts with is their lampstand. Because their lampstand is the token of their authority that is represented upon the face of the earth. 
Are you with me? Follow me. So that lampstand, God cannot come and be interacting with the territory without first interacting with the lampstand. As a matter of fact, the medium and conduit through which his influence comes upon a territory, the spiritual influence comes upon a territory, is what we call the lampstand. And, I, and you will understand from the New Testament perspective in what was written in the book of Revelations. The scripture said, and um, Jesus appeared and began to speak. He saw the seven lampstands. Wait, I don't have time. The seven lampstands. Maybe let's use this scripture to do some analysis. You notice one thing he said, Behold, a candlestick of gold or lampstand all of gold with a bowl upon it, upon the top of it. I don't have, maybe one of these days, let's have plan to have a board. I would have drawn it. Because this one now, the candlestick is talking about the frame. Hmm? And he said, A bowl upon it. Follow me. Are you with me? Are we with you? Touch the guy. You are not with me. And a boil on top of it. Follow me. And then he now has seven lamps. A lamp stand. Then seven lamps. Are you getting the point? So that you will understand the structure. These things I'm teaching you now. Eh? Is what not normally happens when we gather and our gathering is accurate before heaven. Hmm? This is what our in the natural we are people gathered in the spirit. This is what heaven sees. Are you getting my point now? In in the presence of God, our identity when we have a representative lampstand is like what is being enumerated here. So when you appear before heaven, you'll be calling the names of people. They won't. They they can't recognize justice. What they recognize is lampstand. That is why God is not too interested in denominations. He's interested in His churches represented in territories. How much more persons? So our power, as it pertains to the influence that we have in territories, and the overall assignment that God has given to us on corporate basis to to execute for Him. Is dependent on this thing that I'm about to explain now. So you will see your place. Are you with me? Follow me. He now said, And seven pipes to the seven lamps, which are upon the top thereof. I don't have something to draw. There is lamp. There is pipe. There is lampstand. There is bowl. Now the next verse said, And two olive trees by it, one upon the right side of the bowl, and the other upon the left side thereof. So, the olive, no, go back. The olive trees are there to supply something to the boy so that the whole of the lampstand will begin to burn with it. I'm showing you something. If you don't pay attention, when I, there is a statement I'm about to make. And when I make the statement, you will be confused if you are not following me. Verse 4. So I answered and spake to the angel that talked with me, saying, What are these, my Lord? Are you now seeing it? So somebody was ferried to heaven and was shown a visionary encounter. So are you getting the point? And the man that saw it is still asking, What are these? In other words, 
Are you with me? What you are seeing in the vision is a different, a whole ball game when you come to the natural. In the natural, that those lampstands and the olive and all the construction, the whole, the whole layout and technology is representative of a different matter when you arrive in the plane that is natural. Are you not getting the point? So the man that is intelligent in spiritual matters, based on his education, knew that even though what he was seeing was a lampstand, that he will be confused in the execution of God's agenda if he doesn't know what that thing he saw in heaven represents upon the face of the earth. So anytime we saw, anytime we see um, a, a technology, a layout of God's um, reality in the heavens, we must ask him, what does this thing represent upon the face of the earth? So, let's see what it represents. Verse 5. He said, Then the angel that talked with me answered and said unto me, Knowest thou not what this be? And I said, No, my Lord. Then he said, Then he answered and spake unto me, saying, This is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel. Now, now are you getting the point? This is my statement. So the whole arrangement that is captured in heaven, huh? By the time it arrived on earth, what we call it is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel. The word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel is a whole setting, a whole layout. Having many structures, functions, heavy reality that is captured in heaven. But by the time he arrived on earth, what we just said is the word of the Lord. So men that are not intelligent in the spirit we not know that if the word of the Lord is not just the word of the Lord that for every word of the Lord that there is an elaborate structure that is a reality in heaven that captures the technology that sponsors the word of the Lord. So by the time the word of the Lord is appearing upon the face of the earth what men see is the word but men that have climbed and traveled to heaven what they are seeing is the layout. And their capacity to interact with the function, the reality that sponsored the world will be heightened because they have ascended realm. So we, you in the natural, what you hear is, let me use this example. What you hear is that I came and said, you are blessed, you are blessed, you are blessed. You are, you are a carnal man. There are, when people like us say, you are blessed, you are blessed, you are blessed. <laughs> what is captured in the heavens of God is a whole, a whole setting. Sometimes a hundred angels is dispatched and they are working in their different capacities according to their ranks. To execute, you are blessed. So, you need to travel into the mother realm, travel to heaven to understand the meaning of you are blessed. Because for a carnal man, he doesn't understand that there is a deliberate and elaborate structure, eh? technology in heaven, that backs up the word that was spoken upon the face of the earth. So the scripture said that all the layout we saw, the candlesticks, the olive, all kinds of things that is elaborate, some of them you don't even understand yet. By the time he arrived on earth, the man that is a prophet, because he's educated, he is spiritually intelligent. He knew that even though he's seen things in the spirit, that when we come in the natural, it is a whole different, it's a whole new ball game. So he now, what is this thing? The man told him that that thing you are seeing 
is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel. So when God spoke to Zerubbabel, what was captured in heaven is a different reality. So, so when we come upon the face of the earth, we saw the word of the Lord. But what backed up the reality of that word in heaven is so much. I say you don't know how much heaven sets themselves to sponsor the reality that is behind the very words that God spoke. It is elaborate. So much structure. So deliberate. Things set up to make sure that by the time we appear upon the face of the earth and the word is spoken. So when God said, the word I spoke will not return to me. Boy, you don't know what he's saying. He said, I have set up a system. You have seen it. is the word of the law so when God speaks to us in seasons and tells us I'm, you are going to do this, I'm going to do this this is going to happen people that are not intelligent we, we, we think it's all about the word they won't know that there is an elaborate system that is set up in heaven to sponsor that huh? follow me this is not even I will just touch it, I will say come back to this, the next verse okay Wait, back, back, verse 6. Then he answered and said unto me, saying, This is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel, saying, Follow me, follow me. You are not with him. This is the second time. Not by might, one, nor by power, but by what? Say what? Are you seeing what is happening? So God spoke. And the reality that sponsored what he spoke is that a lampstand was set up. Is that a source that sponsors the flow, continuous flow of resources to power the whole engine. You saw the engine, lampstand, lamps, bowels, all kinds of things that even you you don't fully understand. That, that all those things are set up to capture the reality that is here. He said, and he said unto me, What? Who is touching my mic like this? Back. Back. Six. Ah. Six. Then he answered and spoke unto me, saying, Who is touching my mic? Get back my setting. He said, Then he answered and spoke unto me saying this is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel saying not by might nor by power but by my spirit leave it but by my spirit said the Lord of hosts so this is the utterance that God made but something else was captured now go to the next verse he said who art thou O great mountain now we have come to the realm of the earth now. <laughs> a gigantic assignment was given to this man how many of you you are in the dream and God is showing you where you are taking your campus you are now doing mighty things for him and all kinds of things you are taking your family and you see where you are preaching and doing you have seen it you have seen where you are doing some kind of things and you woke up your heart skipped this is the word of the Lord to you. That's what I'm trying to say. 
this is the word of the, the same word of the Lord then is still the word of the Lord for the man that have come into a realm where he has realized that the assignment before him is insurmountable in human context because it is not just about the assignment that God gave Zerubbabel it's about the season when he gave him that kind of assignment people are despondent, disappointed, discouraged it is not like in the days of Solomon when there is plenty the days of Solomon it was such that even the father has made everything that is needed to build ready all the man needed what did you do? I'm now struggling. Everything that Solomon needed to build, David provided. Are you getting the point? But this one now, the, the people, in fact, it is on this wise huh, that God made the decree. He said, You people went to live in your houses. Meanwhile, me, I don't have any house. God have to command the people to give so that they so even the people didn't have it was a a, a season Sorry for the distraction. It was a season where things are not going as we expected. Just as where we have found ourselves now. That is when God is telling you to build. That's what Zerubbabel looked at. And he knew it was impossible. So the scripture now said, Who are thou? Did you notice something, Chukunya? How is he calling... The mountain is called who? You are not seeing what I'm saying. You better be seeing scripture like this. Oh. The mountain is called who? Say, who are thou, O great mountain? Before Zerubbabel, thou shalt become a plain, and he shall bring forth the headstone. The headstone or the capstone. You know what is the capstone? How many of you? You are. Catholic or your Anglican? Raise your hand. Raise your hand. When did they build your church? Were you around when they built it? You are too young. How many of you are around when they built your own? Uh -huh. You know, when they finish building it, there is something they put in front that is like a hair and then inscribe on it. That thing is called the capstone or the headstone. That stone comes can only come in a building when it is finished. Are you with me? So the building have not nothing have started, and God is saying that He shall bring forth the capstone, the finishing stone thereof by a technology. He said, crying, we shouting, crying what? This is my golden scripture. I will come back to it, but before I come back to the cry of grace, we need to touch a few things. Amen. Now, one of the things you will notice is that verse 2 to 4, 
Okay, I've already said it. Verse 2 to 4. Verse 2 to 4 is a heavenly reality that embodies the technology behind the utterance that is in verse 6 to 7. What did I say? Verse 2 to 4 is the heavenly reality that embodies the technology behind the utterance in verse 6 to 7. Kosi, what did I say? Is the heavenly reality that embodies the technology behind the utterance in verse 6 to 7. So they just set up something in heaven. And the setup was in verse 2 to 4. Are you with me? And that is the technology that is behind the utterance that was now made in verse 6 to 7. I, is it clear? Very good. Now, um, what he suggests to you is we can come on earth and come and, you know, normally we come and say God said that this one will happen, God said, God said. But what this scripture is suggesting to us is that for every word that God spoke, that there is a technology that is behind it. It is you that speaks carelessly. So when God speaks in heaven, Okay, what we hear is that God spoke, but what was in heaven is, is, is a layout of an elaborate system eh, to, to, to power that, that utterance. As a matter of fact, it is not just that God spoke. This is really what is happening. God will set up a technology, a system, set up something elaborate in the spirit that is already working. But when it comes on this realm, we just give it a name. We give it a name to capture what is already in heaven functioning. So in this context now, the name that is given to all that layout eh, in heaven to power what God wants to do upon the face of the earth through the life of Zerubbabel is called grace. Say after me, grace. Say after me, grace. I didn't hear you. Say after me, grace. We will go into it. Don't worry. We will do, we'll do some, some studies. So, anytime you now hear grace, you need to understand that first of all, what God meant when He said, I've given you grace. So, when God said, You have grace, or I've given you grace, what you need to know is that there is an elaborate setup in heaven such that it is configured to power an agenda for which you are representing God for. Are you with me? So, that utterance, I've given you grace, will never come on your life. Until that setup is already made in heaven. Because it's not about the utterance, it's about the setup and the layout. It's about the elaborate structure. Eh? That the facilities that is set up in heaven to sponsor the agenda. And by the time the facilities are set up, when we come upon the face of the earth, it is on your behalf so that through you, God will accomplish a purpose that looks insurmountable and impossible from human perspective. Are you getting the point? So heaven now sets up a facility, a support structure, such that their agenda will be fulfilled. And by the time we arrive upon the face of the earth, all those layers to support an agenda of God through your life is now what we call grace. So you need to understand what is grace because, are you with me? Because if you don't understand it, you can generalize. Meanwhile, eh? if God told you to build something, He will... He will construct something in the spirit, a facility, 
That facility specifically ministers to what it takes to accomplish that agenda. Huh? We come in the natural and call it grace. Meanwhile, that facility can only sponsor a certain agenda. For another man, another construction have to be made for the man to accomplish his own agenda. Are you getting where we are going now? But when we still come in the natural, we call all of them what? We are done with so for a man to understand the, this reality we have to travel into the heart of God and you remember that understanding eh, grants you effectiveness in your function oh God will help me because we will get into the um, the things about this our topic the real target is the function actually when the, what the people measure on is the function but there is the structure are you with me? let me give you an example when I want to teach like this and I'm able to teach the mind of God the way it is what would you say is working in my life? are you seeing it? <laughs> when a man raises the dead what will you say is at work in his life okay when a man is able to mobilize people you know there are people that have capacity to mobilize people if they invite you for program there are people that have it me i'm not sure i have it i'm not sure i'm not sure there is a woman that mentored my own mother sister you finally appeared there are people I'm seeing that I saw since lockdown. It's Jesus. It's Jesus that brought them. There is a woman that mentored my mother. We lived. Is is actually my uncle's wife. So um, the woman is a chief mobilizer. She's an an elder in deeper life those days. If deeper life has a program. There is nobody in this town that won't know. And they are rich. Not too rich, but they are, they are, they are. So she will come and carry the husband's car. When I'm packing the market like this and say, we have program that, that Kumui, everybody will be around. She will make everybody around the vicinity feel guilty for not attending that program. I don't know how she manages to do it. Say grace. It was after her mentorship that my mother learned how to how to do many things. Actually, that's where my mother learned many things. She didn't want to, but she learned. If they were not friends, but she still learned. <laughs> so sometimes, stop looking at the face of the person. Be focused on the purpose, my friend. Don't be distracted. You don't have to like the person. What is important is that the person has what you need. Be focused. Be focused. Don't be distracted. When you mature, sometimes you can even like the person. Because by the time the woman, my mother now matured, my mother found out that those things is childishness. She used to tell me that all the things the woman taught her was true. Even though she didn't, she has not reached the level in the spirit to accept many of those things. There are the ones she told her that she didn't accept. Like the one he taught my mother, he said, if God's hands is like this, that somebody can pray and turn it like this. My mother said it's a lie. That what we be, we be. I know you believe it. 
what will be will be what will be will be you are not wise you, are not, you don't understand priesthood when my mother realized this thing our church has suffered a setback that we didn't recover from it because somebody paid there is somebody that now paid a, a group of intercessors they are 21 in number paid them they fasted 40 days and they said our church is a church of Satan that all kinds of things that my father went and buried the charm at the distance that there, they should notice that there is a way he does miracle he will go and do his body at the wall like this and then he come out and miracle will happen and you are not with me these people they didn't know some of them didn't know the truth oh. but when they heard this they moved out with zeal let's destroy this thing that is from Satan for 40 days 21 men were fasting against that church we didn't survive it you think it's a joke it's an, it's an agenda on the wrong path yet it generated enough energy in the spirit to, to derail us now the, the mandate of God cannot be stopped what will happen is that that generation will not be able to fulfill it it will still wait for another generation I speak in parables let the people that have here here Are you with me now? So how did I get here? Help me, help me. No. There is an important statement. I know, I know. There is a statement that made me speak about... No, there is a reason why I went and spoke about... I remember, don't worry don't worry, I'll remember. The Holy Ghost helped me. Don't worry, He helped me. You, you couldn't. <laughs> he helped me. I was speaking about how grace manifests in the life of people. Now, and I was using the mobilizing grace for an example. So I said, when somebody heals, we still call it grace. When somebody mobilizes, we call it what? Even though we call all of them grace in the natural, are you with me? When you come in the spirit, the whole layout in the spirit that sponsors that ability in that life, in that fellowship, in that territory, in that generation, in that setting is different. That's what I wanted. So, but in the natural, we call all of them grace. But the, whole, the layout that sponsors the capacity to mobilize is different in heavens from heaven. Is different from the layer that sponsors the miraculous. It's different from the layer that sponsors prayer power. Are you getting the point? So, when I started, it's different from the layer that makes people fall under. No, it's still grace. When I started ministry all those days, and I contacted them, before you know it, people will fall, 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 and they get up still sick. Huh? I said, I thought when you fall under the power, then everything goes. So all my labor in this world is to get people to fall. Some of them fell, got up with their demon. Fell, got up with their sin. Fell, got up with their sickness. When it happened for some time, I think one year plus to two years, I got worried. I said, what, some, there is something I don't know. It was when I started asking God that he began to 
it, it, it is experience. I didn't have the utterance to teach what he taught me. It is this period that I had utterance to teach. So it was experience. It was spiritual understanding that he brought me through. It is now that we have utterance to teach the things that he passed us through. It was then that God began to show me that for everything manifest in our life that is as a result of his ability at work in us, that the structure of the ability at work that brought a function in our life is different depending on what God wants to do. Are you getting the point? What I'm saying is that if you want to work, they may work miracles through you. Even though it is grace, the, the layout of the structure in the spirit that powers the miracles is different from the one that powers utterance. Meanwhile, for advanced class, you can get to a point where you can link up all of them. That's another thing. Let me let me do some let's do some basic study. Okay, so the first thing that will strike a man now that I'm teaching this thing is that I'm measuring on organics. Did you notice that for God what is fundamentally grace is organic. So when I say organic what do I mean you are you are a okay you know now find my for him my friend is it not anatomy you study what do you study physiology is still the same thing they are brothers and sisters so what is the question is coming close so if you think you are the next person I'm going to ask then you are the person it doesn't matter whether I'm not looking at your side and your generation will hear you turn the camera to the person come and give him the mic by organics what do we mean No, you can sit down, sit down. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I think when we say something is organic, it means it's raw. That's my own basic understanding. It's what? It's raw. It's raw. It's, um, how do I explain it now? It's, okay. on, it's untapped. It's still too... Okay, wait. Wait, wait. Doc, is... Is not medicine and surgery. You are in final year now, you are in what level now? Four or five? If they open, you enter five now. Uh-huh, so you are in five. <laughs> Stop running away. All these people running away. So, so is he correct? Oh, you are correcting. Give him my. <laughs> Give him my to to correct. This 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 a biological term. I think the word organic may mean process. We are all my. Okay, this one is not tongues. Who will I ask now? You want me to ask you? I will not ask you. The way you are keeping your face, you, are, <laughs> you want you want to use me and shine. 
Harry. I give Harry. Harry just came back from Brazil. <laughs> Is he Annapolis or Rio de Janeiro or Sao Paulo? Which one? All of the above. <laughs> I answer, answer. Okay, sir. Uh, when we talk about uh, organic, I think it's something, uh, something that has been untapped. Something. I lie. Uh, I don't agree. I don't agree. Find somebody that is from Ogidi and give. Find somebody that is from Ogidi. Go and give Udo. We don't have time, but I need to ask this question so that you follow. The next thing I'm about to say is hinged on the basic understanding of this. Hmm? Continue. Praise God. Hallelujah. When we say organic, it means um, something that is only God that can actually. Um, no, you are give. going spiritual. So I'm going. Uh, I say biology, you are telling me. I say biology, biology. Jesus help me. I say, okay, Jesus. All these miracle workers. is not collecting crushes. It's biology now. It's biology. It's biology. Uh-huh. Dr. Miracle. Wow. Go and give her so that we find out her answer. If she can't answer it, then we are in trouble. Give her. Look at her now. Look at her. You can sit. Don't worry. I think it's something related to the end. That's good. One more step. Related to the earth and life. Not just the earth, the living part. So that's that's the whole thing. All I want to show you is simple. When something is organic, then it's living, something that can interact with life. It's something that has to do with the living dimension of any matter. So you can't just say earth because there are inorganic dimensions of matter. Are you with me? So, this is basic. Huh? Okay, you have read too much flow shattered and all those, and you have forgotten. You know, it happens sometimes. So, um, so, this means that the reason why I said this, follow me. Benga. Follow me. So that you will thank me in five years' time. Hmm? You don't know now. Don't worry. Stop nodding your head. Now you don't know. So, it means that for us to understand the faculty of grace, then we must fundamentally eh, be educated in the organics. 
So the question now is, this thing I said is simple. You know what is faculty? Faculty is the power, ability, skill of grace. So I just explained to you how the power, the skill of grace functions. That's what I explained with the examples I gave. That even though we come in the natural and call all of them grace, that what is behind the scene is a, is a different setting dependent on the agenda. Are you with me? For the mobilizer, even though we call all of them grace, for the mobilizer, the miracle worker, the utterance and all of them, but the setting behind is different. Are you with me? That setting behind that powers it is what we call faculty. Hmm? So, for we to talk about the faculty of grace, then we need to be grounded in the organics. Because the dimension of what we are teaching, eh, the power of grace, the living, is the living thing, living dimension of grace that we need to study for us to know this thing now. Meanwhile, according to the study of the scripture, are you with me? If you are with me, say amen. Hi. You see, my see, you are. Be, am I teaching like your the lecturer? This thing is easy now. You know all this thing. The problem with some people is that when they teach the Bible, they will just be quoting scripture, quoting scripture. You are not. You can't relate with it. I'm just bring. I'm just. I'm just making sure you can relate with it. This thing, there is a wisdom to teach, so that is relatable. It's not disjointed. They, that's why you, you, they can fill you with doctrine that you can live. No, it, I'm still. It's doctrine. We are in a. It's a doctrine class. But the way I'm teaching it, there is so much life in it that you can easily relate with it. You can live here and begin to live it. As a matter of fact, you can stay here and begin to live it. Huh? So this, you now see that every faculty is dependent on the organic. So, let's do a fundamental study on, on grace. There is something I wrote down here as a definition. The summary of the organics of grace is what we call the spirit of grace. The summary... Where is your Jota? Is it not your daughter? Right now. Even if you didn't understand, that's why that's why you need to write. You go back. You are a Berian Christian. Go back and study for yourself and find out the missing link. And find out things that that we are not said that should have been said. Find out the ones that the Holy Spirit is now saying, the one that he said is now saying from it for you now. Directly to you now. The summary of the organics of grace is what we call the spirit of grace. I don't, I don't, okay. You remember the last time we touched on what we call the spirit of prophecy? And part of the things I taught you as the spirit of prophecy is the living dimension of a prophetic decree or a prophetic um, expectation or a prophetic word that makes it come to pass. In other words, 
I was trying to show you that what is important in the prophetic is not just the word that went out. It is not just what God said. It is about how we lived and what we did about what God said. That is more important. Huh? Are you with me now? So the scripture said that the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Meaning that the things Jesus spoke about the, the life of Jesus. What it means is that if you, if you model yourself after Jesus and the things he said, you don't need to bother yourself of thinking whether I fulfilled what God told me three years ago about my life. You will suddenly find yourself three years after that even though you did not visit your daughter, Are you with me, Doc? You didn't visit your daughter, but that thing that was written there is already fulfilled. Why? That even though you were not read, every morning you wake up and read, Anyway, not, I'm not saying it's bad because I did it. There is one I did. <laughs> I, those days I was in campus. I was struggling with a lot of excesses. I, I was playing football too much. Jesus. So, I wrote down seven aspects of my life that I need to work on. Seven habits. One is entertainment habit I wrote it down eating habit I wrote it down sleeping habit I wrote it down it was seven and forgotten what I did is after writing it down I took it and pasted on the wall like this so every morning I wake up I look at it I wouldn't even advise you at this stage to do it so every day, I, I know, I now know where to walk on. I, I will say, you, you say, you just be praying, God, walk on my life, walk on my life. Oh God, walk on my life, walk on my life. I don't want to remain like this. Where will he walk? Are you not seeing, are you not seeing that you like social media too much? Not you. I know you, you know. You it's only prayer. You come and lead prayer and disappear. But there is somebody on my left hand side that likes social media. If if you if you do something like this, he will go to social media and rant. He will come and say, Why are, why will people pray and the prayer doesn't touch their heart? It's me that will come in box and tell him, Oh what is happening? Social media is his village, village square. We need to deliver him. Meanwhile, he will come and tell me, Sir, where will I walk on my where will I continue waiting for me to tell you now? Continue waiting for me. I will tell you in five years' time. So it's good for you. Meanwhile, that is aside. Hmm? So what I'm trying to say is that the the spirit of grace in the same manner, are you with me? Is the support cast. The living dimension of the words that are spoken, of the things that are accomplished when it pertains to grace. Are you with me now? So let me show you something. Romans chapter 5. I think that's Let's do a foundational study on grace. Romans chapter 5. Um, I would like you to go home and study the whole of Romans chapter 5. Don't, I didn't say read. I said study. I mean, chew it. So that 
I'm not sure we can even finish it today, but if we do, it is still important that you still in the next 10 minutes. I'm not sure we'll finish it. Um, therefore, in fact, I would like us to read all of them. Let's read it together. One, two. Are you there? If you are there, say amen. Uh-uh. did not say amen. If you are there, say amen. Okay, let's read. One, two, ready, go. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 2. By whom also we have access by faith into His grace, wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only so, but glory in tribulations also kind. Knowing that tribulation worketh patience, and patience experience, and experience hope, and hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. Verse 6 For when we were yet without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. Verse 7 for scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet peradventure for a good man some would even dare to die. But God commended his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Verse 9. Much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. Verse 10. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more, being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. Wait, verse 11. And not only so, but we also joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we have now received the atonement. Verse 12. Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. Verse 13. For until the law, sin was in the world, but sin is not imputed when there is no law. Verse 14. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over them that had not seen after the similitude of Adam's transgression, who is the figure of him that was to come. But not as the offense, so also is the free gift. For if through the offense of one many be dead, much more the grace of God and the gift by grace, which is by one man, Jesus Christ, had abounded unto many. Verse 16. And not as if it was by one that so is the gift. For the judgment was by one to condemnation. But the free gift is of many offenses unto justification. Verse 17. For if by one man's offense death reigned by one, much more they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ. Therefore, as by the offense of one judgment came upon all men to condemnation, 
Even so, by the righteousness of one, the free gift came upon all men unto justification of life. Many were made sinners. So, by the obedience of one, shall many be made righteous. Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound. But wherein sin abounded, grace did abound. Okay. That as sin had reigned unto death, even so might grace reign through righteousness unto eternal life by Jesus Christ our Lord. Wow. Wow. This is the kind of things. How did you read this? He's full. Kai is full. I don't know whether to start from verse 21 or start from verse 1. How are we going to do this, Lord? Lord, Lord, Lord. Okay, let's start from verse 21. Said that as sin had reigned unto death, even so might grace reign through righteousness unto life by Jesus Christ our Lord. There are three instances in that chapter. Think three, two or three, where the word reign was mentioned. I want you to project it one after another. The word reign was projected. And if you will understand the, the um, context in which the word is used, you will be able to have a grip of this text. Are you with me? Because the... The purpose of the text will be defeated when men don't see context. You see, interpretation, men fail in interpretation because they are not ferried into the heart and the mind of God. Flowing through the writer when he wrote it. So in their interpretation, they miss context. And if you miss context, you will miss purpose. Scripture is not just to fill our head and then know new things. This is not what I said. <laughs> 14 and 17, right? Okay, very good. So, project 14 and 17. If you can't do it together, we'll take it one after another. Now, this is it. When a scripture... Follow me, follow me. Anytime a scripture is released, every text has a purpose in the heart of God that God intends to fulfill through it. What I mean is this. Every scripture you see has a will. And if there is a will, there is a purpose. How will I say it? How God does is that God sustains a desire. And his desire eh, is not made something sacrosanct because he exercised a will on that desire. Eh? And because of the will he exercised on that desire, he will have to craft out a purpose to achieve it. And it's when a purpose comes that a plan will be set in place. A plan to achieve a purpose. And when we now have a plan, we now have a mission. So the first thing is a desire. Are you with me? If you are with me, say amen. The first is what? Desire. The second is what? Will. No, will. The second is what? Will. The third is what? Purpose. The, the fourth is what? Plan. The fourth, fifth is what? Mission. Mission, mission, mission. So, when you set forth on a mission and you don't even know, are you with me now? 
So when, when, when people interpret scripture like this, they are on a mission. Meanwhile, they will be defeated in their mission if they have not gone back and found out the desire of the one that inspired the scripture and the purpose, what he intends to achieve by that scripture. Are you getting the point? So your interpretation will always veer off. If you are not a man that is consistent with the burden that is in the heart of God. It is burden that makes us interpret scripture correctly. Are you with me now? So men that interpret scripture for them to say, I, you have revelation, you can teach. Oh, oh, oh. No, that is not our motivation factor. That is not what motivates our revelation. Our revelation is motivated by burden. So it is when we capture burden in the... This is how I teach you. Oh. We pray until we catch burden in the heart of God. Are you with me? So we go ahead in the scripture to interpret and pass across the burden that is in the heart of God. So by the time you have, you have rolled that revelation to us and you have not been able to accomplish the purpose that is in the heart of God, the intent, eh? from when... What's wrong with that? Bring her. You know this hospital. This hospital. Sometimes if you teach, you do practical. Hmm? The devil is a wicked devil. There are three arrows that set and shot that young lady. Three arrows. But you, you will say she's sick. <laughs> we have to go to the mother realm and trace what is wrong. Three arrows. Three arrows. 
but when certain plans against your life one of the things he didn't put in his plans is appearing before the presence of God mm. when you appear many things will stop the presence of God stops nonsense it's not money money can't stop many nonsense it is the presence of God that stops what very good <laughs> so where are we Yes, thank you. Verse 14 said, Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to when? To where? Moses. Even over them that had not sinned. See? There is a comparison that is being made here, and the context is um, the advent of the law. Because the position that the writer of this book is trying to bring across to you is that the revelation of sin was by the law. Are you with me? If you are with me, say Amen. So, if you read some certain verses, as maybe if we have time, we go through. He said that, we, I did not know sin until the law. So, the revelation of sin was by the law. Meanwhile, he said, if you, the verse before this is what said it. But he said, nevertheless, okay, maybe let's see 13. Let's see verse 13. Okay. For until the law was, until the law, sin was what? But sin is not imputed where there is no law. Maybe go to verse 12. Let me see if we can get context. Ah. Wherefore, as by one man sin entered the world and death by sin, so death passed upon all men. For all that have seen verse 13, 13. Okay, 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 okay. 13. For until the law, sin was in the world, but sin is not imputed when there is no law. Verse 14. Nevertheless, death reigned. There is a graph I would have drawn for you. This is the graph. Huh? The graph is. Okay, let me make it simple for you. Anywhere you see death, anywhere you see sin, eh? then death is close by. And in case you didn't see sin, but you saw death, then sin is somewhere. So, the man that is writing the same, the law came and revealed sin. Meanwhile, are you with me? He said, from Adam to Moses, death reigned. Meanwhile, we are saying that it was the Lord that revealed sin. But from Adam to Moses, death reigned. But from this text, the verse before, huh, we saw that death is the proceed, the, the, the reward of sin. The wages of sin is what? Are you getting it? So the reward for sin is death. So death is reigning. Meanwhile, death is killing us. We are not able to connect with God or interact with eternal life. The bounties of God was cut off from us. In the book of Genesis chapter 6, the scripture said, My spirit cannot strive with man because he is only but what? Flesh. So all the things that should accrue to us, if it was true that sin is not death, was taken away from us. We didn't see it. We didn't see sin. Yet we are suffering the consequence that we should have suffered. It is only sin that can make this to happen. 
Yet because the law was not there, we were not aware. See it. So what the text is, what people read it and they interpret whatever they want. This text is trying to tell you that ignorance is not an excuse. That's the summary of this text. Just because men didn't know eh, that sin is oppressional and in this one now, fundamentally this sin is talking about the nature, not so much about the sins. Eh? Because even the law can't take away sin. But the law can cover sins. Hmm? Or rather, the demands of the law can cover sin like they are the booze and all they can but the sin nature it was still there meanwhile it was the Lord that revealed it we didn't know he's saying that we didn't know how weak we are until the Lord came what he's saying is that I didn't know I didn't know I couldn't pray huh? until God said Tolu pray for 12 to 3 in the night that's when you found out Eh? That there is something in you that lacks the capacity. Are you now seeing it? It is then that you fail to keep to God's demand. Eh? It is then that it was counted for you for sin. Are you now getting the point? But before is before the law, the commandment came. Men lived anyhow because there was no demand that was placed on their life to live up to the standard of God. Meanwhile, they suffered the implication of living below the standard of God. Are you getting the point? Now, God, you didn't get the point. Whether the law came or not, they still suffered the consequences of sin. The law just came to reveal to them that there is something wrong even though you are not aware. Meanwhile, of course, the law is incapable. When the Lord revealed our weaknesses, he was, not about, he was not able to do anything about it. As a matter of fact, it brought a lot of frustration. It compounded the whole matter. The law compounded the whole matter. Because when this man was revealing furthermore in chapter 6, he told us that when the law appeared, one of the things he did is that he, he made me to now die. It is, he said, is it that the law is, is unholy? Is it that the law is bad? He said, no. The problem is the flesh. Say after me, the flesh. You, you didn't echo, echo the, say the flesh. That is the challenge of the law. The law was given to men that operate with the, with the system of the flesh. And the flesh cannot glory in the presence of God. If it is God matter and God demand, there is no adventure in the flesh that can fulfill it. No matter how much you try. So what the law came is to finally nail the possibility of achieving anything in the flesh. Meanwhile, we thought people were doing things for God before then in the flesh. And they thought it amounted for anything. Until the law appeared and nullified every single thing. Are you now seeing the challenge? So, go back. Let's see verse 14. Verse 14. I'm just doing a foundational study on grace so that when we fly... You can fly with us. He said, Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over them that had not sinned, after the similitude of Adam's transgression. The only reason why death should reign over them is that there is sin in them. Meanwhile, they have not sinned 
like Adam sinned. So what is wrong? That means that there are two sins that is being spoken about now. One is a nature. Another one is a habit. Another one is a living. Another one is a lifestyle. Both of them is important. But the fundamental one is the nature. Huh? The second one, an attempt to stop sinning when your nature has not changed is an effort if you did it. It is like doing New Year resolution in the flesh. You come and say, This year, this year, you did it. This year, I will read 50 books by, by March. <laughs> Have you not done it? Some of you went and bought books, bought books, bought books, bought books. It's dust that is on that book. You are a, you are a man of the flesh. Mm. The spirit have not started helping you. I tell you, I know, I know when I was helped by the spirit to study. Eh? When I finish this service, what I average is three books every week, three every week, three books every week, and I did it for two years. Why did I say this? You are not supposed to know it. So, somebody, somebody say, when you finish, somebody say, you are lucky, you are not lucky. There is a process you must pass. It's not, there is nobody, it's not God can give you, you want to just, you want God to do one magic, one magic, one magic. God, don't, I know you want to use me, but not, not like this one, Pastor D is doing. I don't want that one, it's too hard. That means we are the same, me and you. Those people that don't like the one he gave me, me and you, we are the same. Mm. We are going to pass through it together. Yes. 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 So New Year resolution ends because we try to power it in the flesh. That is for believers. For unbelievers, they will come and say, reduce a little, find another tool, because I need to fly. For unbelievers, they will come and say, um, this year, I will have no more girlfriends. There is a guy, he's probably listening to me now. <laughs> Smile with me. <laughs> hey. There are there are some gay friends. Once once the gay once he the guy, the guy cannot stop himself. He said he doesn't know whether the those ladies have demons helping them. Huh? Once they shut him like this, all the memories of the escapades they had together will just come back. He can't survive it. They have done, he has done all kinds of things with those. If they ever call, he changed line. Remove his line. I was one day he, he said, Let me just put my line and send some message. As he put his line, the first call that I entered, guess who? You have that kind of line. Throw it away. Okay? Have you thrown it away? You have not burned the bridge. You, you blocked the bridge. Because I'm aware you have blocked the bridge, but you never burn the bridge. Go back and burn the bridge. 
so that you will not wake up one day and you don't like what they are doing in tent. You don't like the way they acted. You are not so happy and start thinking on it. Set and tell you that see they, they don't like you. See even even pastor didn't greet you well today. He's not giving you but the, by the by evening you say let me visit more. Let me know what is happening. You do the in the evening. Even your father will say, "Look at you, young old man like you. You are, you don't bring money. You even be more angry." You now say, "Who am I going to talk with? Let me call some of my guys." You now put the SIM card. That's how. That's how we start from square one. <laughs> the Lord give you understand. This thing I said now, wise people know. Some of you have it has happened to you once or twice. It's just that it was not damaging. Not be so. Even if you say no, me I know it's true. The young man came, and after praying and fasting, God was helping him, helping him. Suddenly he went to a place, and he saw those damsels. They said, where are you? We are in trouble. Cried, cried, cried. He said, he is now strong. Say after me, he is now strong. When, as soon as those dancers visited him inside the room, eh, they had sex together. It's not one. It's many rounds. When he woke up in the morning, he was crying. His medicine after death. Now, the reason why it was through the night, so the reason is the most. I know you, you don't want to. All these my deeper life people, they don't want to hear this one. I'm telling you, you better hear me, oh, so you don't go and fall for rubbish. I say you are no holier than me. Believe this thing I'm telling you. You are no more strict than me. More prince. The reason I even survived this far is because I know these things, and I is what you know. You remove yourself from. So when you see, I can I can see it from a mile. You have heard my story. Let me leave it. So the guy thought he was, and he recovered all the moves that he was in abstinence. Set up, made sure he was drunk in one night on the laps of a strange woman. Hmm? The spirit have not helped him. He's still trying to power God's agenda in the flesh. He has not encountered the spirit of grace. It is the spirit of grace that brings the functionality of the reality that is domiciled in heaven. It will bring it in such a way that it will be compatible with your system. So, are you with me? So, you can just look at me and maybe you feel that the dimension and the area that God is using me is is a little bit different from where you are experiencing your dimension of grace. I bring you news that for a man that understands the spirit of grace, huh? and based on what we are teaching here, as we get to um, see, if it is true that a dimension reigned on men as a result of the fact that they were conscripted without their own exercise of their will, they just found themselves as participants of a race, and as a result, they were included in the scene and the consequence of the sin. And the consequence of the sin in this place, eh, 
is not so much about the fact that you will end up in hellfire. It is about the fact that your destiny and purpose that is hinged upon certain parameters and equipment coming from heaven to power it in this realm will be truncated if you are not brought from that old economy to a new economy. And the system that powers that new economy is what we call what? So anytime any man is able to do anything in, in the kingdom, it was because grace did it. That is why for every new season, for every new assignment, for every new realm, for every new chapter that opens, one of the first things you begin to do as you begin to understand the assignments and the demands of God upon your life is begin to trace and And demystify the dimension of grace that it takes for you to prosecute the assignment. Are you with me? And it's not how you are physically, it's the grace that is at work. It was Paul that spoke that I am the least amongst all. But even in me, the grace of God is what? Mightily at work. If there is a man that can testify of the functional dimension of the grace of God that can be at work in a man that is the most feeble according to men's reckoning. I am a living example. I have tested of the grace of God. And I have become drunk. I am now obsessed. My spirit, my heart have indicted the matter. And I knew that the extent to which I can execute an agenda is not... I don't, I don't determine the possibility, the success rate of a, a program, an agenda that God has handed over to me by how big it is. Just like the testimony of Zerubbabel. He said, oh, the great mountain. It is not about the great mountain. It's about the grace. Your grace, your grace. I'm nothing without you. Your grace, your grace. Shines on me. Signs on me, signs on me, your grace shines on me, signs on me, signs on me, is your grace shines on me, signs on me. Your grace shines on me. It's not about how big it is. Shines on me. Shines on me. Your grace shines on me. I will weep and come out with your grace. Shines on me. Shines on me. Your grace. It shines on me. <laughs> shines on us. Shines on us. Your grace. He shines. We know the weight of the assignment you gave us in this territory, in Southeast, in this nation, in this our generation. When we look at it as men, it, it looks so big and so large. But your grace. Is shine on us. 
shines on me, shines on me. Your grace shines on me, shines on me, shines on me. me. (laughs) Your grace shines on me, shines on me. Somebody cry. Shines on me. <laughs> Your grace is shines on me. Stop looking at the assignment. Cry for grace. Shines on me. Shines on me. <laughs> Your grace is shines on me. Stop looking at the demand of what God told you to do. Look at the grace that has been made available. Your grace shines on me, shines on me, shines on me. Your grace shines on me. Cry, shines on me, shines on me. Don't look at your age, look at your grace. Don't look at the assignment, look at the grace. Look at the challenge. Look at the grace. Somebody look at the grace. We might look young. We might look small. We might look incompetent. We might look inexperienced. But your grace is shines on us. Shines on me. Shines on me. Your grace shines on me, shines on me, shines on me. Your grace, somebody cry with me, shines on me, shines on me. Your grace shines on me. Shines on us, shines on us. A generation with a mandate, a demand so so strong, a demand too high. The cry in our lips is the cry of grace. The cry of grace. Your grace shines on me. Shines on me, shines on me. Your grace shines on me. Shines on me, shines on me. Your grace shines on me. Oh, Mahasasan, Recto Padaha Patania, Rapende Bede, Sinamama Natalia. Embre kopata bada hasa, menembre na paka patania, jambre topana hatambre, rapata paya. Somebody cry for grace. Oh. 
Yes. 